Production. Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. It's nothing but the truth. It's February 10th, 2015. I'm going to finally make an attempt. I scheduled it several times earlier last week to do a reading of uh, Vietnam, Marty the Gulf uh, by Avril Manhattan. But it's just not feeling too hot. The MS is pretty rough right now, so. But uh, let's see what to do. Let's start out with the usual uh, headlines from uh, Yahoo.com. Uh, headline number three, Catholic Church clamps down on teachers supporting evil activities. Education Week, Teaching Now. Um, teachers in San Francisco Catholic schools will be required to refrain from publicly supporting homosexuality, or as the Bible says, sodomy, and other gravely evil activities. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of ironic, because I just got through watching a documentary. Um, let's see if we can find that again. An HBO documentary. Uh, this one is uh, you can find on YouTube at least it's titled here I don't know if it's the actual title of it I should look a little further but Documentary Proving a Catholic Church Systematic Abuse and Cover-Up in the U.S. today and uh, but it goes into much more depth than that uh, it started to reveal that it's globally a global epidemic of um the Church, the Roman Catholic Church, and the hierarchy in the Vatican, deliberately allowing uh, cardinals and bishops and priests to get away with, uh, well, abusing children, practicing pedophilia, and other things. And um, apparently, it's been going on for quite a while. Not 50 years, not 100 years, not 1,000 years, maybe 1,700 years or more. And uh, so going back to this headline here about how the Catholic Church wants to clap down on teachers supporting evil activities, uh, amazing contradiction there, don't you think? The Church itself is actually supporting these evil activities. And, you know, this whole Nicolaitan or Nicolaitan uh, priesthood controlling the laity, this whole thing about this evil practice of division between the priest class and, and the laity is just what it's all about. That's why it's there. It's to protect themselves. Is not to protect uh, the uh, actual average day Roman Catholic. It's just simply there to protect them, their interests. And apparently part of their interest is to abuse children, which is very satanic. Uh, the uh, next article or headline from Market Watch, Pope Francis must answer questions about church's financial dealings with Hitler. 
finally somebody is willing to talk a little more about this, there's overwhelming evidence that the Vatican was involved with the Nazi regime. Um, and uh, it says here, a new book, God's Bankers, sheds light on the Vatican's bank and, Nazi, and the Nazis. And of course, the Nazis or the fascism is right in line with the papacy. This comes from their own words and from the horse's mouth. <clears throat> so it's not just a, a opinion of my own. The church leadership actually says so. Irony of all this is they also created communism. If you look into that, uh, starting with the Jesuit reduction camps in Central and South America, and how they mastered that, then sent that over to Eurasia to destabilize, in particular, turned out to be um, opposing churches like the uh, schism that's gone on between them and the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Russian Orthodox Church. One a fascinating fact is that after they tore down the wall, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church blossomed. Actually, one of the big reasons for installing Stalin, Jesuit trained, and it had an awful lot of leadership too. They were had connections with the Roman Catholic Church in the uh, communist government, the old uh, USSR, is the fact that um, one of the things was to get rid of uh, or destroy people's faith in God, and in particular to destroy uh, the Eastern or the Russian Orthodox Church, and Russia, or USSR we're talking about now, as it was formerly called. And uh, they did a pretty good job of it. They brought down the levels of those who uh, affiliated with the Russian Orthodox Church to about what, 13 to 17% around that range. Um, but the ironies are ironies. Once they tore down the wall, it blossomed to almost 78%. Now, you hear all the time in the news, and at first glance news, or the first level of news, if you will, of propaganda or disinformation is that it's the Muslims that are taking over and growing in leaps and bounds. This is not the case. And uh, just a little bit of tidbit of information there to help you understand a little more about what's actually going on over there and um, the Ukraine. And religion is a big part of it. Now, people will say it's about oil and about the farmlands and about natural resources. And certainly, it is the bounty, if you will, for those who do the bidding of the papacy in Rome. Just as if you look at uh, uh, Iraq with the poppy fields, and uh, certainly Rome profits from all that. They get a percentage, just as they do, as we learned in the last show, um, with Dom Fress and Yerk. Glitzman of uh, Juggler 66 and Tom Press from Inquisition Update is that uh, Rome, the Vatican, gets a certain percentage for every drug that's sold, legal or not, apparently. Definitely legal. So all these prescribed drugs and all that, they get up to uh, 
five bucks a pill or something like that. So, um, and uh, you can go back to that show, look on the uh, information box, and uh, look up the uh, article that comes from that particular, uh, well, an article from the article, if you will. <laughs> it shouldn't be redundant there, but uh, from uh, Nicholas from Remnant of God. So now our, I use a lot of Nicholas's stuff, and they're using it as well. Uh, but you know, we're not members of his church or anything like that. We're definitely, none of us are Seventh Day Adventists. Uh, we do believe in the keeping commandments. Uh, one of the commandments, obviously, is keeping the Sabbath. And for what I understand, what it is is resting in the Lord, and it has nothing to do with the Romanization of uh, church. Uh, so they have a book out there. I think it's Biola or whatever. It's, this is last name. What a book they called Paganizing the Church or whatever. And uh, really, what that means is the church has been Romanized and has been Romanized. So whether you're a Seventh Day Adventist or a Baptist or a, whoever it may be, uh, the formal structure, if you will, the way things are done, is definitely and it's just following in line the traditions of Rome. And uh, if you look at the early churches, you know, from the time of the apostles, whenever Christ and the apostles in the first couple centuries, and even to this day, you'll see similar, you know, these home church churches, as long as they're using the, the right Bible and teaching the, the true gospel of Jesus Christ with each other. Um, and it's more, certainly more in line of what the early church was. This whole thing of uh, the priest class, uh, God hates it. And he says that specifically in Revelations. And uh, judgment is coming on uh, Rome and the church and the, because of them, the rest of us too. Um, and in part ours too because of our lack of diligence in reading the scriptures and actually believing what Christ says and putting faith in what men say. And we're all guilty of that, so... And that's part of the repentance process I'm understanding. As um, what I can learn from uh, Nicholas, Arthur, you, we talked about at the, the last show with him. Unfortunately, another problems with recording with him. For some reason, I'm having problems with him. But um, as far as recordings go, not with him personally, but the recording part, like the show prior to it, it just didn't record. And then this one had a lot of uh, interference. But... Uh, you know, part of this whole process of repentance is uh, actually reading, you know, reading the Bible, accepting the Word of God and trying to uh, follow His teachings and not man. So, and coming out of uh, the whore and her harlots, you know, or the uh, her daughters, I should say, um, all these daughter churches that have come out of Rome in their false teachings and not to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, so anyways, it's nice to see that another book's coming out that's talking about the Nazis uh, and the Vatican involvement because and you'll discover, in truth, that Hitler never was a quote-unquote Jew. He was a Roman Catholic and that he actually he was guided and trained by Jesuits. In fact, a Jesuit actually, not, not himself, but a Jesuit, a separate person, an individual who 
actually read or wrote, excuse me, Mein Kampf. And you can find plenty of information out there about that. And that Hitler himself stated that he, uh, the Nazi party was uh, influenced and, uh, what is it, the word? He pretty much copied the Jesuits and their structure and how they do things and how they run things. So, Which is logical because it was a Roman Catholic creation. So, uh, Next one is, you know, I told some uh, Mormon acquaintances of mine. They used to be a Mormon, no longer, but they were over at the house. And put up with them. <laughs> and they're good people. They're sadly deceived and they're not you know, following the the true gospel of Jesus Christ. But anyways, I told them that that it would be ramping up a negative propaganda campaign about the Mormons. Uh, although a lot of it actually turns out to be true, but it says it's out to uh you know, to just diminish, destroy uh the reputation of this church. Because if you look at it, uh, at least it was until relatively recently, maybe still is, was the largest corporation west of the the Mississippi, and um, of course that was <laughs> the Jesuit connections behind that are amazing, along with the Freemason connection to that that church, especially its leadership and um, why they were the ones chosen to go out west and uh, settle, of all places, Salt Lake City. Uh, what we know as Salt Lake City, Utah, um, pretty much a dump. You know, we're talking about a lake that's salt. <laughs> you know. Anyways, uh, that would be a fascinating study itself. At some point, I get around to that. <clears throat> but uh, you know, it's a Mormon who runs website for doubting church members ousted. Uh, Salt Lake City AP, and of course AP Associated Press, and the Jesuits behind all this, by the way, so, <laughs> from Catholic Church, just as they are behind this Yahoo.com, and uh, I've mentioned numerous times now that some people feel the Yahoo is taking the mech out of us, and others believe that it's actually something worse, it's actually disgracing God, um, whatever the case may be, uh, the Vatican and the Roman Catholic Church oh, usually dominate the headline news unless they're out to get somebody or, you know, propaganda and all that kind of thing. So, it's .com, I really believe, is Catholics own the media. And it's just facts at this point. Uh, the amount of positive press that they get compared to everyone else is ridiculous. <clears throat> or any press for that matter. Uh, but we, it's just talking about this name, Mormon man who gained notoriety over the past decade for running a website that offers uh, doubting, uh, it looks like Latter-day Saints, a voice or something like that. You can read more about that. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to open it up. <clears throat> and then... Um, well, we got the three uh, white Mississippi men sentenced for hate crime, Reuters, um, and uh, you got a picture of this guy, and it looks like he's totally on MK Ultra mind control. His eyes are all bugging out and everything. 
Um, no surprise in that. More of this Katy Perry nonsense. Uh, Mormon Church excommunicates popular pod. Uh, what? A moment, yeah. Uh, Mormon Church excommunicates popular podcaster. CNN.com. Mormon Church excommunicates. So more of that uh, negative press that the Mormons are going to be receiving this year. Um, I mean, I have some sympathy for them because uh, the Antichrist system is actually, but you know, they're part of that Antichrist system, but they're they're being attacked. So hopefully, it, it will wake up some Mormons and help them, you know, come out. But you know, or at least reform their church. I don't know. He you know, was hopeful. Oh, another one. Mormon facing ouster says he is likely to be excommunicated. Um, a Mormon man who runs the, a website for church members questioning their faith said Sunday he expects to be excommunicated based on uh, the tender of, uh, of blah, 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 blah. So, um, I can tell you something. I, I know how strict they are when I was a Mormon and right before I left the church or shortly before there. I was, uh, of all things, I, uh, I was reading the Koran. Now, I wasn't going to, you know, wasn't planning on joining, becoming a Muslim. I was just out of curiosity reading the Koran, you know. And I got a lot of grief for doing that. Um, and that was the beginning of the end for me. Well, actually, the beginning again actually happened during my mission, but that's for another story and another day. Um, another one, BBC News. How will Pope Francis change the church? Pope Francis has declared that he is con convinced that the urgency of offering spaces for women in the church, and he wants a more widespread um, Incessive, <laughs> like female presence. I mean, like the term incessive. It doesn't it just quite doesn't sound right, does it? Um, well, you know, maybe it's a way of dealing with their pedophilia and their, you know, if we look at uh, what they actually practice. I mean, they're not really practicing chastity. I mean, they're still, I guess, allowed to have sex, so they just can't be married. So. Um, yeah, maybe just uh, it's a mess, isn't it? But then again, it's you know the dragon gives us his power, and it's satanic discourse, so one can expect nothing else. Uh, another one. Uh, this is American El dot com. For efforts worth, uh, Pope Francis will have some U.S. legislators squirming in their seats. Francis critiques. The economic and political power uh, are not directly solely at Republicans, whatever. As economist Jeffrey Satch has argued, whatever. And you can read more about that if you want. Uh, they should have even more reasons for squirming because it's the Antichrist coming to actually have a joint session of Congress, which basically pretty much having a uh, State of Union address, and the um, person who does that is supposed to be going around in the country. Imagine that. 
so people should really be concerned about is the fact that the Antichrist is actually coming to our, our um, to, well, it's, well, I guess at this point it's not even our government, it's their government, so what? Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> And uh, then they have this little shell game they're going on. Republicans hit uh, impasse on security and immigration bill. And, of course, you know, they're playing their little role. The problem is all these guys are Roman Catholic, are Jesuitly trained, especially leadership on both sides. And so they're just playing the game. Um, and it's just breathing room for them as they send millions and millions of uh, Roman Catholics from Central and South America, and being Roman Catholic in itself is not something that, uh, well, it is an issue, actually, I should be honest with you, because it's, it is a move to have total takeover of this country. Uh, it already obviously does economically, banking-wise, the political system, as far as leadership goes, but um, it's always been a Roman strategy to flood in a country that it's uh, taking over with uh, new immigrants, if you will, and the Roman Catholic. And you'll see that a lot of the school systems in the north, the Great Lakes region, etc., are closing, and they're moving shop and going down south, and they are going to train these folks to take over. And uh, as they did in Vietnam, which we've been reading, we've read in the past, and we'll eventually get to this book, um, uh, but it's just the same old thing. Uh, now we got you know the largest Roman Catholic uh, country in Asia, the Philippines. Says the uh, Philippines. This is Associated Press. The uh, Philippines protest China land reclamation at another reef, and uh, so they're starting to do their saber rattling after the Pope went over there in the Philippines and did whatever he needed to do. And don't expect anything different here when he does. So um, things are going to get hot and heavy for an awful lot of us. And uh, it, obviously after like listening to that program once again on, on HBO with a special documentary that you can find on YouTube and, um, and that it was, I think it was but, three, four years ago came out that uh, I, this is a way, one of the reasons, just one of the reasons why all these things are happening and to distract us from what's uh, a lot of people are waking up to, in particular Roman, Roman Catholics, uh, which, God, God, thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you very much that our brothers and sisters in the Roman Catholic Church are starting to wake up to the realization that there's something seriously wrong with their church, in particular their leadership, and maybe they will start doing something, and clear that they have been doing that, and because they've been, they, in particular Roman Catholics, have been uh, exposing, exposing this pedophile ring that's been going on, uh, that many of Roman Catholics are just not going to church anymore. And that's the first step to waking up is to stop going there. <laughs> and you find places like Boston and all that where they've lost 50%. In Ireland, it's up to, at least if, if the numbers are right from this video, 
yeah, we're talking 95% or more. Uh, the Roman Catholics, the Irish Roman Catholics, have stopped going to church. Also, understand politics and religion go hand in hand. So all the things that are happening here, the suffering and the pain, as our Lord Savior says, you know, this this organization is really in the day is responsible for all our suffering, whether Protestant or Bible-believing Christian or not. You know, they're responsible for all the slain in the world. You're going to find that a lot of everything from, you know, people being injured from vaccines. Uh, they're re- they're responsible for all this. Well, they got their whole little plausible denial thing down, but they're profiteering for it, and they always turn a blind eye to a lot of these sins because they profit from it. Plus, a lot of them are involved in the sins anyway, so because, in truth, they're Luciferians of the hierarchy and they're Satanists. As the Bible says, the dragon is in its power. Well, we can go on and on and on. At least we had a few more articles. The last show didn't really have any that because of the Stuper Bowl and then the the uh, the, the grannies or I mean the Grammys. So and all that was was just a satanic right. And it's fascinating to look at the influence control that the Jesuits have all and all that. Of course, all we ever hear about is Jews. So. But then, you know, that's the way it always works, you know. they got to have their scapegoats and they got to have their front groups so that you get fed up and don't try very hard to look to find out what and who's really going or controlling the, sh- the ship, if you will. Of course, God is at the end of the day, and Jesus Christ is certainly allowing it to happen, as he said it would. Um, but... Uh, as Satan tempted our Lord and Savior, you know, he's tempted him with all the kingdoms of this world. Well, he said no, and he just laughed at that and rebuked Satan. Um, of course, the wicked men took it. So, And so uh, Satan used, controls the world, ironically, it turns out, from Rome and from the Vatican in particular. <laughs> and uh, the evidence is overwhelming. Uh, but anyways, this uh, interesting from JamesJPN.net or James Japan. Um, starting a new little series here, it looks like. Uh, Behind the Dictators, a factual analysis of the relationship of the Nazi fascism and the Roman Catholic Church. And his little intro here, and I hope he does download all the chapters. I'd love to read it. Maybe it be interesting to see if he might be part of that, reading it together, if he's comfortable with it, or just reading it and making comments. James feels at times he doesn't have a lot to offer, but obviously he does. The man is woken up, and he's seeing the truth. So I like him having on. I like when him and Walt Stickle from Grand Design Exposed get on, because they have a nice rapport. So... Uh, I found this book, this is the intro, I found this book uh, com suppressed books. It was written in 1942 by Leo Herbert Lehman, and he was lived from 1895 to 1950, 
So it doesn't sound like he lived too long. If he lived long enough to do this, he was an Irish author, editor, and director of a Protestant ministry, a Christian mission uh, in New York. He was an accomplished priest in the Roman Catholic Church who later in life converted to Protestantism and served as an editor of the Converted Catholic Magazine. He authorized uh, magazines, articles, books, pamphlets condemning the programs and activities of the Roman Catholic Church. And this is what he said he's learned so far, being James Japan. Interesting stuff. But I already knew, but I like when people else, other people hear this, because a lot of people think otherwise. Uh, the protocols of the elders of Zion were written by Jesuits, not Jews. Imagine that. Again, <laughs> the Jesuits are behind everything, people. This counter-reformation movement and the Reformation, if you do not understand it, if you will not accept it's a reality in your life, you will never understand why the world is the way it is. It's just that simple. And I know it's for a lot of folks, it's a hard pill to swallow because you don't want to be interested in religion. You've been convinced masterfully that two things you're not supposed to talk about, politics and religion, the two things that probably affect you the most in this world. And... Um, Don't talk about it. Anyways, the purpose was for uh, justification of the Nazis to persecute Jews, to make the Jews appear to be the source of all the ills of the world while making Roman Catholic Church and the Pope the source of goodness and morality to protect the world from the Jews and Zionists. <clears throat> now, I'm going to say something here. I personally feel the synagogue of Satan is anybody, any religion that denies uh, Daniel's 70th week and how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ fulfilled that almost 2,000 years ago. So anything that you're seeing out there that's contrary to that and people pushing that, well, they're part of the synagogue of Satan whether they realize it or not. So, Roman Catholic or Jew or not, you're part of it. I know it's not going to make a lot of people happy. But then again, I have to admit, most of my life I was part of it. And it's only recently that I've woken up to this. So, am I truly condemning you? No, I'm trying to wake you up to help you come out. As it says in Revelation 18, that he wants his people to come out. So, they're not partakers of the plagues. And they're going to... Do come upon you because you belong to these organizations, these satanic organizations, starting from Rome, the Mother Church, the Mother of all the Harlots, or all the, the daughter churches, right? Anyways, the protocols also claim the Protestant Reformation was the work of elders of Zion to destroy the enemy of the Roman Catholic Church, Jews' attacks attacking the Pope's rule through Protestantism. <laughs> this is more proof that the Jesuits wrote protocols for every purpose of the Jesuit order to undermine the Protestant Reformation. By the way, the one thing that really caused a problem for the Church and raised the threat they ever have. And by the way, 
it was Roman Catholics who woke up and said, listen, I've had enough. And it's time again, folks. You, we, are, we need you to wake up. We need you to start really acting like Christians, putting Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ first, and not men. And then when you people do that, see what's happening now. It's actually Roman Catholics that are suing the church because of all this abuse on children, young boys and girls, and women now. That's not even that's part of it. And it's really causing the church to reel. In fact, you know, we're talking now the United States, Canada, Western Europe, very heavily influenced by it, really losing their numbers. Naturally, <clears throat> uh, Central and South America will eventually catch up. Now we know why there's an Argentinian Jesuit Pope as the, uh, well, there is the Pope, <laughs> because uh, politically it's expedient at this point. And, um, yeah, is it the only reason? Of course not, but it's a big reason. So, because if, and Rome knows this, if the Philippines fall, if uh, Central South America fall, if they lose a number of support, they're in deep doo-doo. And it looks like that's part of God's plan. I don't know for sure, 100%, but it's looking that way. That's God's plan to, you know, and it just says in Revelation that this church, well, you know, the world will turn on them. We'll say enough stuff. Um, plus the fact that, you know, with this whole ecumenical movement, restructuring, changing the church itself, um, part of it is designed you know, by the Jesuits to explode. They want it to explode. They want it to change it. They want to turn it back to uh, a more Luciferians. They don't want to hide anymore, let's put it that way. And they want more control, obviously. And they realize in order to have control, they need to have control of the leadership of all these different religions, along with the, uh, the countries and their political leaders. <clears throat> and we go on and on about that. So he says that this is a work in progress. If you are reading this now, please come back tomorrow, and I will have more chapters on this book. And I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like it might be an interesting book to read or at least to analyze. There's so many good books out there now, folks. There's absolutely no reason for any of us to be ignorant about the machinations and devices of the Roman at this point. Um, you just got to turn off the television. You got to turn off Alex Jones. You got to turn off um, a lot of uh, its uh, subsidiaries, you know, his uh, little group of followers and those who are, you know, tagging along and making a name via through him. Most of them, I mean, <clears throat> I would say easily 90% of his guests are not really sharing you the truth. They're just, they're, uh, you know, it's disinformation. It's designed to keep you off track of who the real culprits are and all this. And uh, you start out by reading the Bible. You know, Revelation is our book. 
and of course, you know, the whole book is, but in particular, that chapter, excuse me, that book <laughs> is um, really for us. And um, I think it's one of those books that and they've realized this too, that you have to go along with, you have to do some history. You have to study history to understand it. Not alone, not only do you understand enough of its symbology, but also to study history. And um, and most people are too busy wasting their brain cells on pop music and um, TV. I was that person, by the way. I mean, I was, uh, I had, you know, yeah, it's a form of escape entertainment, right? Not to deal with reality. It is a painful process to come out of uh, this satanic system that it, it totally controls your mind and your thoughts. I mean, it's a lot of work to get to this point, at least for me. And it, only, it, takes, it does take the, the grace of God along with it. So uh, they give you that desire for truth. So Because you know what? It's not... It's, it's taken out of us through the public school system, through all these false religions, through higher learning, through the television, everything. It's just a total uh, onslaught. On, um, and, of course, that's not my phrase. It comes from Walter Deep, but uh, <clears throat> it's a total onslaught on uh, all our faculties and uh, it's it's a, a really it takes a lot of work for the average man to break away from the deception that's out there because it's you literally have to let go of the world and it's Jesus' request and um, it is what it is. So, anyways, back to this uh, uh, the fat, uh, Vietnam, another V Vatican Vietnam, all the same BB. B, B for Vatican, or is it victory? <laughs> I'll let you decide that one. If, uh, Vietnam, why did we go? The, the religious beginnings of, a, of a, an unholy war. The shocking story of the Catholic Church's role in starting the Vietnam War by Avril Manhattan. And he has an interesting background in himself uh, and some of his associations, but... Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to believe that sometimes good comes out from all the evil that's around it. So, look at Luther. So, <clears throat> anyways, chapter sixteen: Catholic expansionism in Southeast Asia in the nineteenth century. Now, this is important, folks, because what we're seeing in Ferguson and all these big cities with their, you know, trying to create race rights and race tension, um, and with uh, the influx of a lot of folks from other countries, um, and uh, whether it's from the South or from uh, other points, uh, there's, there's a deliberate destabilization obviously going on in this country from the taking of jobs away to making life much more difficult to um, it just goes on and on I mean it's just ridiculous what we're going through but anyways the tactics that they're using that they used in Vietnam well it's a variation of what we're seeing today and so it's important to understand 
you know, the tactics of Rome and what they use. And um, let's put it this way. The main reason why all this illegal immigration is going on has nothing to do with jobs. Now, the average Joe and his family, yeah, it is. But they don't run the show. They never did. You don't run the show. You never did. Um, Rome runs the show. You're part of the Roman Empire, and they're allowing this to happen to, for a, a major change geopolitically, religiously, and, and more than that. So basically, uh, our day's version of an Inquisition. So, and you, we and I will see, you'll find out that I'm not making it up. <laughs> and boy, do I wish I was. Okay, historical background of the U.S. war in Vietnam. The Catholic leaps with the Buddhist background Brothers Dim, or Diem, inheritors of the ancient Catholic exclusiveness, stepping stones to the Catholic conquest of Indochina, Emperor Siu uh, Tri, and the revolt of 1843, French gunboats and Catholic adversaries, 1862, friendship imposed upon Vietnam, uh, Friars, nuns, and their uh, civil and military protectors, massive Catholic conversions to the true church, in quotes, Catholicization of French Vietnam during the last century. I bet you had no idea that Vietnam was a religious war, unless you read the book and listened to any of my readings in the past. I've you know, taking a little bit of break from the AA thing and uh, and and uh, the Mark of the Beast thing. Uh, we'll get back to it. Of course, there's still lots of things to talk about, but uh, we have a big issue coming up: the Pope, the Antichrist, is coming in September. We have a joint address, uh, have a joint session with uh, our own, well, United States government and also with the UN, and apparently they run them both. That being, once again, once again the Roman Catholic Church. Anyways, Catholic expansionism in Southeast Asia in the 19th century. Tendency, uh, uh, excuse me, tenacious political activism of the Catholic Church during Diem's rule and the massive military defeat suffered by the U.S. can best be comprehended by studying the Catholic Church's actions prior to the conflict. They were both determined to defeat an aggressive brand of Asian communism, yet they had a diametrically opposed reason for intervening. To the U.S., Vietnam became a military conflict, part of a policy focused on the, the two Euro-Asian centers of global communism. Uh, Peking, with 1,000 military uh, million, excuse me, 1,000 million Chinese, only recently 
regimented into Marxism by uh, Mao and uh, Moscow and the Mecca of the Western Bolshevism. And this go here a little more. To the Catholic Church, however, Vietnam was more than a mere stepping stone in America's fight against world communism. Vietnam had long been heirs by right. Because of this, Vietnam had to be rescued from the impending ideological chaos and military anarchy which followed France's uh, evacuation after World War II. But even more important to her as a religious entity was to rescue was the rescue of Vietnam from Buddhism, with which the Catholic Church had fought for hundreds of years. This motivation, although never mentioned in any circles during the Vietnam conflict, nevertheless had become one of the major factors that influenced the general conduct of the Catholic Church and her relationship with Vietnam before, during, and after President Dinh's regime. The failure to recognize this fact became one of the major causes of the ultimate political and military disintegration of Vietnam and therefore the final collapse of the U.S. military effort there. Do you think they've learned their lesson with uh, what's going on in the Middle East? Mm-hmm. ISIS. ISIS horse set. ISIS. I, capital I-S. Wouldn't it be interesting for you to find out that that is a you know, as uh, Albert Pike says, uh, uh, God, Freemasonry, IS, ISIS. The connections are profound. It might be asked now, excuse me, it might be asked how the Catholic Church could enlist the aid of Protestant U.S., very good question, right, and intervene with such active political pressure in Buddhist impregnated Vietnam where the racial, cultural, and religious background made her and the U.S. both alien powers. <clears throat> her claims were based upon the position that she had a very special relationship with Vietnam, strictly speaking, and that was true. The M as already seen, was from the typical Catholic Vietnamese culture, a byproduct of this special relationship. Um, so it looks like a patrician by birth, Catholic by tradition. He belonged to a special elite which had greatly influenced the destiny of Vietnam for centuries. By the way, that's what's happening in this country. If you didn't know, learn about the um, Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Malta, the Jesuits, all these Jesuit schools, and that in order to be anybody these days, as far as the power structure goes, you have to go to these Jesuit schools. 
You have to be prepped and trained, now don't you? The riddle of his behavior could be explained by the fact that all his activities were motivated basically by his religious conviction. By the way, whenever you see these Jesuit trained Roman Catholics or, you know, or just, you know, these Jesuit stooges, these Knights of Maltos, these guys like uh, whether it's Bill Clinton or the Bushes, um, it's unfortunately, it looks like Reagan is guilty and all this. Uh, even Obama was Jesuitly trained and is being run and controlled by the papacy. Believe it or not, yeah, I know, he's a Muslim. Doesn't matter. It's who your first allegiance is to. And you're going to find out that most of these folks, their first allegiance is the Holy to the Holy Father, blasphemy in itself. You should never be calling any man Holy Father. There's only one. That's your Heavenly Father. There's only one Father, the true Creator, uh, you know, the great I Am that I Am. And um, <laughs> no, no flawed, pedophilic, crooked, lying, deceiving man who wears a dress and slippers. Anybody should call him the God. It's beyond comprehension. I, well, it's not beyond. I grew up a Mormon. I understand what it is to be indoctrinated and be blinded and, and just be deceived. Well, not only being a Mormon, but I grew up in this country. So it's it's all la-la land fantasy, isn't it? Until you wake up, that's a painful process, like I said. He was a stubborn, dogmatic believer, uh, persuaded that he had a mission this quality brought his ultimate uh, ruination and the U.S. into the Vietnamese War. He had convinced himself that the policy of repression, which he so stubbornly pursued, was his duty as a traditionally Vietnamese Catholic. Providence had positioned him, uh, I hate that word, it always sounds Freemason to me, bro. Providence had positioned him to promote his interest of of the Catholic Church as his ancestors had done before him in the past. The only thing I would complain about this book is there's not enough about the Jesuits, but and they're influencing all this too. Um, oh well, the Black Pope. You know that it's back of your dollar that uh, you know the eye in the triangle, you know hovering above the cap, the, you know the capstone hovering above the, the pyramid. And everybody says that's the eye of Horus. And by the way, yeah, why not? In truth, though, it's actually a symbol representing the Black Pope. The Jesuit general. <laughs> but you won't hear that from too many people. And so, God's are you believing me? Uh, pretty slim. But that's the reality. That's their signal. That's their symbol. You'll find it in Jesuit churches everywhere. I'm along with Freemason temples, but you're around the Jesuit control of Freemasons. And it goes on and on and on. What were the factors which helped to create such a dedicated Catholic 
individuals in Vietnam. Historically, the Catholic Church was the first Christian, in quotes. Thank you, Avril, because it's not Christian. I will offend my Catholic brothers and sisters, but it's not. If you read your Bible, you're going to find out that just everything that your church teaches is actually antichrist. It's against what the Bible actually says. Hence the reason why they never want you to really read the Bible. The scary thing is the Jesuit Bible is much more accurate than the average Bible that uh, uh, the average uh, Roman Catholic gets to read, if they ever do read one. They're not supposed to. They're cursed not to, at least. But if they do, they get one that's much more distorted than even the Jesuit Bible, which blows my mind, which tells me also that the Jesuits actually know the truth about the Bible, and they're still willing to teach contrary to it. So I can only tell you one thing. That's satanic. That's Antichrist. That is Luciferian at its least, satanic at its worst. None of it's good anyway, so... Okay, the first quote-unquote Christian church to operate in Indochina's Chinese peninsula as far back as 300 or so years ago. Vietnam was the spearhead for her penetration from the very beginning of the 16th century when her uh, stations were manned chiefly by Spanish and Portuguese missionaries. And yes, the drug trade and, you know, that golden triangle thing. But once again, as I mentioned earlier, Rome allows others to do her dirty work and she gets she profits from it in many ways. Religious settlements were followed by commercial ones. In due course, other European nations, such as England, the Netherlands, France, started to compete for attention uh, of the uh, native populations. Most vigorous introducers of the Western Enlightenment, which in those days meant Christianity, were the Jesuits. Here we go. Thank you. Jesuits are everywhere. They are literally under every rock. As annoying as it is, and truly it is annoying, um, it's the truth. Then, in the prime of their uh, exploratory zeal, the Franciscans, Dominicans, and others, although prominent, never exerted the influence of the Jesuits, who were determined to plant the spiritual and cultural power of the church. Of course, this is the spiritual exercises, and their Jesuits' spiritual and cultural power of the church. And the Jesuits have actually been the ones who have taken over the leadership of the Roman Catholic Church and in particular the Vatican and as we have a Jesuit Pope. And he's the white Pope, but don't forget about the black Pope. <clears throat> okay, and the Southeast Asia having arrived there about sixteen 27, interesting. Um, during that time period, you know, it got, they really, really uh, infiltrated Asia. It caused a lot of havoc, and um, 
were kicked out of quite a few places. <laughs> I think the only country they have not been kicked out of yet is the United States of America, which should make you wonder. They spread their activities for, uh, practically in all fields. They attempted with a varied success to influence the cultural and political um, uh, top echelons of society, unlike other missionaries who con- uh, contented themselves exclusively with making converts. Their efforts were helped by the printing of the first Bible in 1651. Yeah and the growing influence of several individuals, men of sophistication who were welcomed in certain powerful circles. And this, you're going to find that Jesuit was was some pretty brilliant men as far as the world standards go. The result was that in due course, owing to political intrigues and commercial rivalries, the European influence declined. <clears throat> the Roman Catholic Church increased in reverse proportion, however, and during the following century came a dominant, came to dominate, excuse me, the ruling elites. <clears throat> Thanks chiefly to the liberality of certain native uh, potentates beginning with the emperor Gaelong, Gaelong, something like that, Gaelong, it's G-I-A-L-O-N-G. In fact, it was mainly thanks to his protection that the Roman Catholic Church was soon granted privileges of all kinds, which she used vigorously to expand her influence. Like in so many other instances, instances, however, the privileges very quickly gave way to abuse. In no time, the Catholic communities came to exercise such a disproportionate religious and cultural domination that reaction became inevitable throughout the land. And uh, I sure hope it happens here, too. It's going to be a painful one, but... It's the only way we're ever going to wake up as a group of people, as a nation, in quotes. We've got to recognize who our true foe is here and who's been doing all the abusing. And stop living in the future. Um, the reaction turned into um, ostracism and eventually into venerable persecution of anything European, which more often than not meant anything Catholic. Uh, The Catholic communities reacted in turn from passive opposition, they became actively belligerent. And this is what we should expect here. Ultimately, revolts were organized practically all over uh, this Cochin, China, C-O-C-I-N, China. The disorders were inspired and very often directed by the 
Catholic missionaries supported by French national and commercial interests. Uh, <clears throat> continuation inroad, the continuous inroad of Roman Catholicism, the spearhead of the European cultural and colonial incursions into the land in the long run inspired the hostility of the emperor, and I think this is Theotry, that's T-H-E-I-U, Tri, who ruled between 1841 and 1847. By this time, the French intrigues with the Catholic missionaries have become so intermingled that the two ultimately became almost identical. Now we're talking about the Roman Empire, folks. The Catholic mission, the missions, were boycotted and restrictive legislation was enforced and the Catholic activities were banned everywhere. This welcome to the merry-go-round called Rome and Roman Catholicism. Mm. The reaction in Europe was immediate cries of religious persecution. This was typical of the European imperialism of that period. In 1843, 1845, and 1847, French war vessels stormed Vietnam ports, or Vietnamese ports, with the pretext of requesting the release of the missionaries. As a reply, the Vietnamese rulers intensified their objections to European ecclesiastical and commercial intervention in their country. The strong Vietnamese resistance gave France and Spain further pretext to intervene. In 1858, a Franco-Spanish force invaded uh, Darnang. Uh, Saigon was occupied in February 1859, followed by the adjacent three provinces in June of 1861, a treaty was imposed upon Vietnam. The treaty confirmed with French conquest and gave the provinces to France. One of its clauses provides the Catholic Church with total religious freedom. And you know what that means when you have total religious freedom with the Roman Catholic Church? You end up, they end up controlling your government is what it means. In your bank, and uh, your life, whether you want to be Catholic or not. Within a few years, France had occupied almost the whole country. Hanoi in the north was taken in 1873, and in August of 1873, the final treaty was signed. The Vietnamese independence had come to an end. The whole of Indochina, Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia had become French colonies. The conquest had been pioneered and made possible chiefly by the activities of the Roman Catholic missionaries and the Roman Catholic Church, which had first sent them there. This was uh, proved soon after 
when Catholic missionaries were given special privileges throughout the new Vietnamese regions. The missionaries had not only supreme power in religious and cultural matters, but equally in social, economic, and political ones. Not the United States of America, folks. Whether you accept it or not, that's your reality. The church has supreme power in religious, cultural matters, but equally in social, economic, and political ones. That's your country. Finally, someone's being honest with you. There it is. Since the power of the French military and civil authorities were always behind them, they never hesitated to use the French bayonets to impose the cross upon the reluctant natives. If anyone believes Roman Catholicism is Christian, they do not know what Christian Christianity is. Well, they certainly aren't following the teachings of Jesus Christ or the commandments of our Heavenly Father, now are they? Friars, Jesuits, priests, nuns, bishops, and French military and civil governors set to work to implant Catholicism throughout Vietnam. The original native Catholics were regrouped into special villages. Intensive mass conversions of, to Catholicism was undertaken everywhere. <clears throat> Communitarianism, you think? What its ultimate goal is? Communitarianism. Whole villages were um, persuaded to see the light, in quote, either because the conversion brought food and assistance of the uh, missionaries, or because money, a position, and uh, privileges in the educational and colonial echelons were beyond the reach of anyone who refused. What you're seeing, what I've seen in my lifetime in the past 30 years is a major thrust into that direction in this country. And um, you might know what the mark of the beast is, huh? Maybe we know what the mark of the beast is finally. Another end time delusion thing, thinking that it would only happen in the very, very last days when it's been going on alongside the Antichrist. Interesting, huh? In its many different forms. Taking out that Eucharist. Such inducements more often than not become irresistible to those who were ambitious, restless, and did not care for the traditions of their fathers. The temptations was great since only those uh, converted were allowed to attend school and had a chance 
to undertake higher education. Think that's happening to us, folks? I think so. Official positions in the local and provincial administrations were given exclusively to Catholics. That's what's happening to our government, I tell you that much. While the ownership of the land was permitted only to those who accepted the Catholic faith. During the recruit excuse me, during recurrent famines, thousands of starving peasants were induced to receive baptism either in family groups or even entire villages prior to being given victuals or food from the Catholic missions. And by the way, that's what happened in Haiti. They don't, they don't tell you about that. It's not in the mainstream news. Uh, the methodical Romanizing of Vietnam was pro, uh, promoted not only by the machinery of the church, it was enforced by an increasingly repressive French colonial legislation inspired behind the scenes mostly by the missionaries themselves, probably because they were practicing canon law, As a result of such intensified religious colonial double pressure, in no time the French colonial administration had been transformed into a ruthless conversion tool of the Catholic Church, which happens everywhere, folks. The New World Order, by the way. Over the mounting protest of the liberal religious and political sections of the Metropolitan France. After uh, more than a half a century of this massive ecclesiastical and cultural colonization, the native and French Catholics practically uh, monopolized the entire civil and military administration. That's what's happening to us, folks, if it hasn't already happened already. From that sprang the Catholic elite stubbornly committed to the Catholicization of the whole country. Yes, our future. If you don't wake up. This elite passed the torch of the church from generation to generation down to President Diem and his brothers. Their actions were true to their ancient traditions. It cost them their lives the uh, disestablishment of the whole Vietnam, and finally, the military intervention of the U.S. with all the horrors before and after her ultimate humiliation and defeat. End of chapter 16. Chapter 17, Early History of Catholic Power and Siam and China, characteristics, uh, precedents of repression. The French East India Company and the missionaries. The conversion to Catholicism of a Siamese, Siamese uh, king, Catholic discrimination against Buddhism or Buddhists, uh, 
ghastly deeds of a Catholic mafia in Siam. Imagine that. <laughs> Catholic and Frenchmen expelled and executed. The end of the Vatican bid for control of Siam. Siam forbids all Catholics for a century and a half. The Empress, Empress of China, who became Catholic, Empress Helena, again is Helena, oh, once again, man, he was always popping, sends a mission to the Pope, uh, the Empress and the Jesuits plan to make China Catholic, rebellion um, of the uh, Mandarins, the end of a dream for Catholic China. It's still, by the way, there's still more Chinese Catholics than there are Christians in China. I don't know if you knew that. Remarkably more. Early history of the Catholic power of Siam in China. Attempts to set up repressive Catholicism in Vietnam via President Diem was only one of the latest efforts in the pattern which she had pursued many times on the Asiatic continent. In the past, the pattern had been varied from consistent um, oh, excuse me, very but consistent. It doesn't make any sense to it. In a case of Vietnam, a couple of centuries ago, closely knit Catholic groups cemented themselves into the surrounding non-Christian Buddhist environment. Once well established, they assert themselves over the Buddhist neighbors as independent economic and political factions. Welcome to our reality, people. Their assertions require not only bold religious self-confidence, but also the uh, imposition of Catholic authority. I always wonder why everybody ever knew was Catholic was jackass. I'm sorry, but I don't mean to say it. I did mean to say that. That's the truth. I'm not saying that everyone who's Catholic is. I'm just saying everyone I ever knew turned out to be a jackass. I don't know why that is, except the fact that they're Catholic. And it breeds an arrogancy that's just false. But it's based on power. Um, I'll probably regret saying that. But um, looking back, it's been that case. <laughs> it really has been. I think, you know, it doesn't make me real happy to say that. But, anyways. Uh, so their assertions require not only bold religious self-confidence, but also the imposition of Catholic authority upon their Buddhist co-religious. Such impositions led to punitive legislation, which when resisted brought uh, repression. Now you know why uh, the police is being militarized, the drones, uh, the chipping, the uh, cars, all this... It's all, Rome's behind it all. Rome Catholicism is behind this all, folks. The mystery has been revealed. And you can say, well, no, it's the Jews, but you can't even name a handful of Jews that could be doing it. I can name you hundreds and thousands of Roman Catholic 
and their sympathizers in this country alone that are doing it. Even the NSA symbol has the silver key on it. Where's that come from? Oh, yeah, that comes from the Vatican. It comes from Rome. Temporal power. It's really disturbing. The more the, it's opened, you know, the reality is opening up in my eyes, you know, because God wakes me up and how blind this country is and how many people are deceived. It really hurts, actually. Saddening, actually. Because that's what's really going to happen. And by the time the, the hammer falls, most people aren't even going to realize what it is until they're forcing you to be baptized and to take that freaking wafer. And for most, it will be too late. Anyways, I should not stop. I should keep going. Um, when resisted brought uh, repression, leading at times to the use of brute force. That means they kill you, right? <clears throat> In the case of President Yim and his Catholic junta, they established themselves and their authority first with a gradual legal uh, discrimination against the Buddhist majority, the unrestricted use of terror followed when the Buddhist population refused to submit. Just makes you think, doesn't it? DM's approach was not just a freak example of contemporary Catholic aggressiveness in a largely non-Christian, quote, Christian society, it has been re- repeated on the Asian continent for 300 years. In those times, of course, there were kings and ruling uh, aristocracy, the cultural mandarins, um, the ruling trio of society, whose acceptance and rejection was paramount. However, the basic pattern of Catholic religious exclusiveness and aggression like that exercised by Diem and his brothers was no mere coincidence. Without going into too many details, we shall therefore confine ourselves to illustrate one or two typical instances which occurred in a regional ethnic conglomerate once known as Indochina. France's first bid for Asiatic domination or dominion, excuse me, took place as already uh, indicated in the early 17th century via the French East Indian Company. So there are many French East Indian Company. By the way, when you hear that, that is Jesuits. Like the British East Indian Company, Jesuits, Jesuits. The company's goal was to bring that region into France's commercial orbit, 
a less visible, though no less concrete aim, was the propagation of the Catholic faith. This last objective, although apparently prompted mainly by individual Catholics, was directly inspired by the Vatican, which backed the French East Indian Company, the Jesuits, from the very start. However, having established its first outpost in India, the company soon encountered unforeseen resistance by the British until the French decided to look on other fields and turned their her attention to the small kingdoms of Indochina and in particular Siam. And that reminds me of the Pokes in that song. Huh? Anyways, the first exploration of the new regions on behalf of the French East Indian Company was not undertaken by company officials or French diplomats, but by Catholic missionaries. These went with the permission and encouragement of the Vatican under the pretense of religion the investigation of commercial and political and strategic resources on behalf of French imperialism. Jesuit priest Alexandra de Rhodes arrived in Indochina in 1610. I wonder if they has any kind of relationship to the Mr. Rhodes and the Rhodes Scholar and all that jazz. Of course, British, but doesn't mean he wasn't Jesuit. Uh, a decade later, he sent back a, uh, to the Vatican and to the France, to France, for a very accurate description of the commercial, political, and strategic potential. Uh, French Jesuits were promptly recruited and sent to help him in his double work of converting to Catholicism and uh, commercial expansion. They were the Jesuits. They had many roles, not just about converting people to Catholicism or educating you in their schools, but commercial expansion and many other things. Roman Ferris considered these activities as inseparable stepping stones leading to eventual political and military occupation of these countries. Alexander de Rhodes, I was told that that D part stands for uh, nobility. You came from a noble family, if you're a royal family or the elite from Western Europe. It's true enough, but this is what I was told. A Jesuit arrived in Indochina after 1610 and only a decade later sent a very uh, accurate description of the possibility of Anam and Token. So, Anam and Token. French Jesuits were promptly recruited to help him in his double work of converting those nations to the Catholic faith and exploring commercial potential, these tasks in the eyes of both Roman Paris could not be separated 
being the two most important stepping stones to political military occupation. The, mis- the missionaries were so successful that by 1659, Indochina was marked as an exclusive uh, sphere of French commercial and religious activity. Subsequent missionaries extended their dual activities into uh, Pegul, Cambodia, Annam, and Siam. Siam, the most highly developed country uh, of the Indochina Peninsula, soon became the base for religious, commercial, and political activity in both the East Indian Company, the Vatican, and, or excuse me, the Jesuits, and the Vatican. Their plans were simple. Each would contribute to the Siamese subjection um, according to its means. The company through its commerce, the French government through their armies, and the Vatican through the religious penetration. When the commercial bases and missionary stations had been successfully established, the French government pressed for an official trade alliance with Siam. Simultaneously, the Vatican concentrated and expanding its spiritual influence, not so much by converting the populace as by focusing upon the conversion of a single person, the Siamese king himself. If this could be accomplished, Catholic priests would then attempt to persuade the new Catholic king to admit French garrisons into the key cities of Mergoy and Bangkok upon the pretext that this was the best interest of the Catholic Church. In 1685, the French government concluded a favorable trade alliance with its ruler. Two years later, the Siamese king and the ruling elite converted to Catholicism. This powerful Catholic group set up a dominant, not only set out to dominate not only the governmental machinery, but also to use it to um, exert pressure upon the Buddhist society. Relentless, excuse me, relentless streams of discriminating regulations were issued against Buddhist institutions in, a, in favor of Catholic minorities. Catholic churches were erected everywhere while pagodas were closed at the slightest pretext and even demolished. Catholic schools replaced Buddhist ones. Discrimination against the Buddhist majority could be found at all levels. By the way, this is also what happened to this country in the 19th century and the 18th century to the natives of this area, of this continent. Now you know what really happened. In no time, the Catholics became top citizens to be found everywhere there was power, privilege, and wealth, like the United States of America. Isn't that fascinating? The Catholic ruling elite, like the DM's time, turned into a kind of religious political mafia. Imagine that. Kind of a religious political mafia. That's a brilliant definition of the hierarchy of the church, at least. Identified with the unrestricted exercise of absolute power, which it used and abused without discretion, 
resistance was ruthlessly suppressed by the church's main supporter, the French. Always ready to come to her help with their gunboats. Sounds like us. Like with Diem, the Buddhist majority finally, after many fruitless protests, organized popular resistance. This was also ruthlessly suppressed. The measures provoked widespread anti-Catholic feelings, which in no time swept the whole country. Churches were attacked and destroyed. Catholics were hunted down. And soon the resistance, which curiously started at the royal court, were originally the Catholics had been so welcome surge at all levels. The Catholic priests and French officials, as well as native Catholics, were expelled and arrested until finally all Catholic activities ceased. In no time, the Catholic minority, which had acted as the persecutors, became the persecuted. I hope you're thinking, folks. French commerce, if anybody's ever will hear this, I thought, you know what? I'm not surprised. I will not be surprised if a handful of people hear this. But I'm trying. I'm trying, God. Whatever it's worth, I'm trying. French commerce ceased entirely and missionary work was stopped. The French Vatican bid for political and religious control of Siam ended in 1688. Result for the whole century and a half, Siam became practically a forbidden land to both. At almost the same time, the Catholic Church was also attempting to impose herself upon another Buddhist culture, the largest in the world, China. Jesuit astronomers in the court of, we've got a picture here, like a drawing or something, Jesuit astronomers in the court of the Emperor of China and two Chinese converts with crosses, Madonna and IHS wafer symbol, Isis horse set, the Jesuit missionaries succeeded in converting a Chinese Everest, thus gaining access to high influence as the Vatican began expanding its influence resistance increased eventually creating open rebellion some of its European nations became involved by diplomatic pressures economic measures carried out under the threat of European gunboats off the Chinese coast the end result was another major Asiatic nation closed to Western influence and missionary activity for a hundred years. <clears throat> but that's where Mata goes, never give up, and they never do. They just find other means to control you. Now you understand what's going on in the skies and in your food and in your medicine and in your schools. Um, if they can't get you one way, they'll get you another way. If it requires a, a, a thousand cuts, they'll do that. Or 
Early in the 17th century, the Jesuits had managed to penetrate the uh, imperial court to convert the, a Chinese empress to Catholicism. I know we're rereading the same thing here. All right? uh, let's just go. The potential appeared unlimited. Chinese emperors had become a pliable tool in the hands of the Jesuits who manipulated her to implant Catholic influence at all levels. Her piety had turned into a personal zeal to serve the Catholic Church in everything. She even changed her Chinese name into the Empress Helena after the Roman Empress, mother of Constantine, there we go again, who had given freedom to Christianity in the Roman Empire. Indeed, not content with that, she baptized her son with the name of Constantine to indicate the rule which the boy was intended to play, excuse me, the role that the boy was intended to play in the future conversion of Buddhist China into Catholic, into the Catholic Church. So his religi religious honesty soon radically altered the practices and regulations, excuse me, her religious honesty soon radically altered the practices and regulations of the entire court, so the Roman Catholicism seemed to have superseded everything. Conversion to the Catholic Church meant advancement, privilege, and wealth, not to mention power in the administration and even the army. This Catholic minority group around Empress began to exert such influence that it became the first, at first resented, then feared, and finally opposed by those who wished to maintain traditional Buddhist culture in China. Uh, by the way, they know this, uh, if we were ever to wake up of this reality in this country, that's what would happen, because that is what's happening to us. That last paragraph, you might as well say, was about the United States, the government, financial system, business sector, corporate world, the military. It just never ends. And you know what? Until people wake up, until we wake up and say no more, uh, and we better do it fast because the loose is really tightening and I would not be surprised if that's by the reason why uh, Francis is coming in September is to tighten that loose even faster. If the Empress and her advisors of the Jesuits had cont uh, contented themselves with the restrictive circles uh, at court, her religious operations, although objectable uh, to the Buddhists, might have been tolerated. But the Empress and those surrounding her set out on a uh, grandiose, grandiose scheme the conversion of the whole of China to the Catholic Church. They sent a special mission to Rome to ask the Pope to send hundreds of missionaries to help accelerate the conversion to China to the Catholic Church, of China to the Catholic Church, excuse me. While waiting for the Pope's response, the Catholic minority began implementing this conversion um, from the Empress to the mandarins, to the bureaucratic machinery, and finally to the teeming millions of Chinese peasantry. 
The scheme, however, encountered widespread resistance from the beginning. Persecution to conform to the uh, semi-official influence of a Catholic Church soon necessitated special regulations and later legislation. Opposition was suppressed at first by discriminatory measures that rest and finally brute force, that means they killed them, outside of the court circle. Uh, the Catholic minority and the campaign meant bitter, massive resistance. This bitterness was uh, nourished by the fact that those who became Catholic enjoyed the most blatant privileges, while the Buddhists suffered under the most discriminatory laws ever recorded in living memory by the Buddhist majority. Now you know what our future is, our present and what our future will be. It's amazing how you read some of these books and you, you never realize uh, where they're really going to take you until you get into them. Uh, the campaign reached its most controversial level when rumors came from the Pope that the Pope had agreed to send hundreds more missionaries to help convert the whole country to Catholicism. The news, cre- the news created more unrest and mass demonstrations which were ruthlessly suppressed, popular resistance eventually grew to such an intensity that finally the European nations had to intervene to quell the rebellion, as it was called, using diplomacy and commercial measures carried out under the menacing presence of European gunboats off the Chinese coast. Diplomatic sanctions. It's amazing how they just blatantly lie to you on television. They don't even they can't even tell you the truth, you know, because they know they're doing wrong. Deep down inside they know they're not doing right, they're doing wrong. But ends justify the means and because they don't really have the spirit of Christ in them, they're willing to do these things. Like have presidents like Bill Clinton or George Bush senior and junior, or Obama, flat-out lie to you. Now you know why they're really lying to you. The Catholic Church attempt to rule and then convert China through the Catholic indigenous minority ended in total failure. But not without having first created unrest, chaos, revolution, national and international commotion, and her attempt to impose herself upon a great and unwilling Asiatic nation. End of chapter 17. I think I'll stop there, folks. Eventually I get done this book. I really want to get into that uh, Lord's Eagle again. Uh, The insights that you get there are just profound. So, uh, Looks like we got four more chapters, five more chapters, something. Eh. Well, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope anybody who listens to this will learn something. 
Um, and if you don't, I'm learning something. So, God bless. Take care. And God have mercy on us all.